take your balloons to the next level as we delve deeper into what truly makes a professional balloon artist with your host, Zivi Kivi. Now, welcome to the Balloon Artist Podcast. Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. This is Zivi Kivi, and we are here at Season 1, Chapter 12. Wow, what a journey it was together to go through this season and hear all those good tips and learn about our heroes together. Uh, so many awesome interviewees that uh, were kind and generous and came on the show and shared with us what works for them. And in this season, we try to explore, we try to explore about how you can make money with balloons and hear all kinds of approaches, how you can go into decor, how you can uh, do your restaurant work in a more professional way, in a way that will give you uh, an edge. How can we do our line work in a way that it doesn't have any line and uh, even all kinds of, an ide- of ideas, all kinds of ideas of how to do your marketing how to do your marketing in a unique way and how to challenge yourself in order to improve your business. So many awesome ideas and I just enjoyed making this season so much. I am so thankful for all of you that are coming back week after week, listening to the show and checking up the website for the content upgrades and the bonuses and the free PDFs. And thank you so much for contacting me through Facebook and uh, on conventions and so on. So with that said, this is the last chapter of season one. And in this chapter, I am being interviewed by a close friend, by a friend that is also a mentor, by someone that I appreciate so much and learn so much from, the amazing Ken Kelly. Uh, if you're not familiar with Ken's work, then you should stop now. Just stop listening now. Uh, stop your car. Look for the biz- look for the Magician Business Podcast or the Kids Entertainer Hub Podcast. Both of those podcasts are relevant for you, even if you are doing, uh, e- even if you're not a kids entertainer, even if you're not a magician. Those podcasts are awesome. If you are in the, uh, in if you are doing entertainment in any way, and your service is helping people in their gigs, in their events, in their celebrations, then those podcasts can give you more ideas about marketing. It can give you more ideas about how to improve your business and how to, you know, always strive for professional development. And that's something that is important for me here as well on the podcast. And I've asked Ken Kelly, who is the host of those two podcasts together with uh, Julian Mather uh, from Chapter 5. You might remember him from Chapter 5. And Ken Kelly was so kind and did the interview. And I am so thankful for the way that he... Uh, interviewed me. He managed to pull some things for me. He he got some information for me that I I didn't expect that I will share, but that's uh, the way it is, and I'm so happy that he did. Um, 
So you, you want to listen to the end of the interview. There are some announcements that I will make uh, at the end of the show. And uh, uh, if you care about the show, please wait till the end of the interview. There's also the usual tip after the music. So with that said, here is Zivi Kivi interviewed by Ken Kelly. Wow. I, I, I feel that it's a privilege and an honor for me to be here on the Balloon Artist Podcast, speaking to the Balloon Artist Podcast Nation and interviewing the founder of the Balloon Artist Podcast, Zivi Kivi. What an honor. Thank you so much for asking me to do this. I'm so appreciative. Oh, man, Ken, this is so exciting for me as well. And I welcome you to the show. Thank you very much. So a little bit about me. Well, I'm speaking to you today from the United Kingdom. It's one of the rare days in, the, in England that we have some sun. Uh, if you want to place me in the world, I'm in between uh, Manchester and Liverpool. Everybody knows Manchester United and Liverpool Football Club. So I live in the middle of those, about 20 minutes drive from each one. Um, I'm a professional entertainer. It's what I do. I'm interested in the business side of magic as well. And I run a few podcasts in the uh, kids entertainment niche and in the magician niche. To kick off today, Zivi, I know you're a great believer in bringing uh, usable content, actionable content right up front, as am I. And we're going to start off uh, with a question that has been asked in the Balloon Artist uh, Facebook group. Now, if you've not yet joined the Balloon Artist Facebook group, this is the place to go. Go on Facebook, put in Balloon Artist. It's going to come up there. Just click on the uh, on the uh, join button uh, and Zivi's going to let you in there. So today it comes from Amanda Ballard Hayden. Great question that we're kicking off with today. What are the best tutorial videos to buy? Come on, share this with us, Zivi. This is a question that is easy for each balloon artist to answer because everyone has its own favorites and I'm not in any way suggesting that my favorites are the ones that fits everyone. Each one has his own style. I do notice that uh, some DVDs just uh, bring better value for your business. So I would like to mention a few DVDs and a few other resources. So first of all, I have to highly recommend the QBM DVD. Uh, no one is asking me to do so. I'm doing this for my own free will. The QBM or the Qualtex Balloon Network DVDs that are a part of the CBA, the Certified Balloon Artist Program, are very, very good. But actually, I'm not recommending this for the reason of learning how to create balloon sculptures or balloon pieces or decor. I'm recommending this for the business part, for the business side. Uh, those DVDs helps me, helps my business to know how to market myself better, to know how to talk with prospects directly. And one of the most important things there is to know what are your expenses. So I highly recommend that. It's like, it's like a business class uh, on the DVDs for balloon artists. So that's the, my first resource. Also, I have my own personal uh, favorite DVDs and also digital downloads. Anything from Buster Balloon and from David and Shane Brennan, who are awesome. I really recommend uh, Asi Cohen from Israel. His DVDs are well-made and uh, very useful. Uh, very useful line work stuff. Uh, I've lately started to learn more and enjoy the content of Phineas Flash and also from uh, Matt Falloon. Specifically for Matt Falloon, the Pico DVD is just the best value for money I've ever seen. It's just for two balloons that cost a few cents, 
you can create such a beautiful creation that will uh, wow your uh, customers. So uh, definitely, I recommend checking that out. I just love that you're saying value for money there because I'm just mindful that you can spend money on training and buying DVDs and getting books and they just don't hit the mark. But what you're sharing here, this is the good stuff. This is the stuff that you use. This is, this is top of the tree material that you're sending. So you want to be getting this. Go on over to the show notes of to, today's uh, chapter. And of course, that's balloonartistpodcast.com. Go and get all those links because this is just solid gold. Give us more. Come on, bring it on. Okay, cool. Uh, and, and yeah, I, I always try, try to calculate in my head because that's the way I'm built in my DNA. I try to calculate how much I'm spending on the, on the balloons, how much time I'm spending, and then what kind of reaction it gets. And I always, like, um, there's a magician in me that always look, is looking for the biggest gap between how much I'm spending in, in terms of time and effort and cost and how much I'm getting back as a reaction. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, in terms of PDFs, I am uh, mostly experienced with Patrick Van de Ven's PDFs and Dylan Gelinas PDFs, and both are really, really high-quality stuff. They're not uh, always for line work, but sometimes you can make a creation that is uh, like a simpler version that will work on a line work or a twisting gig. So those are good PDFs. Um, I highly recommend uh, the website uh, the, of uh, Sue Baller, the very best blog. Uh, it's just very gracious and, uh, and generous, and it gives a lot of good ideas and structure that uh, is good for our business. Uh, in terms of podcast, Ken, you wouldn't believe it. My two recommendations are Magician Business Podcast and the Kids Entertainer Hub Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and you know, I couldn't uh, stress enough how important it is to listen to podcasts uh, uh, and to and to grow your business while driving or while uh, while uh, make it, taking an exercise for yourself, which is healthy. Um, it just makes much more sense to listen to real content and not just jank radio and uh, those two podcasts I can literally say have changed my life have made my business grow and uh, I will uh, leave it with that for you to, to check and uh, you know I like the YouTube channel Balloon Animal by Mike Floyd and of course the Balloon Artist Podcast is a resource for you to use, uh, which is uh, one of my favorite uh, resources, obviously. Yeah, definitely. And and what I really love about that is you just you, you're not just giving how to make, uh, how to do, how to perform. You're covering the business side of things as well. There in those resources that you're sharing, and I think that is so so important. And the next question uh, from Menda actually asked that. She asked, you know, she's seen several ways that people work when they're when they're costing up a job and they've got these job sheets and how they use them to price. And she's asking, are there any blank sheets available that she could kind of customize and use for her business? Yeah, so those forms are actually called uh, job cost forms. And if you Google for them, like something like uh, Qualitex job cost forms, you will find them. Uh, I will put the link as well on the website, uh, on the Balloon Artist Podcast website. So um, the job cost forms, you can download it from the images uh, tab in Google, actually, as well. But 
Um, the most important thing about those forms is that it helps you make sure that you take uh, your overheads into consideration. So your overheads are all of those expenses that, you, that we all have and that we sometimes forget to calculate into our work. And this is relevant not just for a decor piece, not just for a twisting piece. It is relevant for anything you do. You need to take into consideration all of your costs. Uh, your your uh, your transport cost, your uh, I don't know marketing, uh, AdWord campaigns, um, your internet connectivity bill, your phone. Everything has to be considered when you're working. And uh, sometimes we uh, we don't price ourselves correctly because we don't have any system. And the job cost form is a good system. It's a solid system. It helps you increase your fees. And one more important thing about the job cost form is that it's a way to calculate the minimal fee. You should always target a higher fee, as mentioned in the chapter one of uh, season one with the Sue Boller interview. And you don't have to charge the minimal fee. You, you should uh, try to see what is your perceived value and then charge accordingly. 100%. Couldn't agree more. And even if you're running your business, and I use business in inverted commas as, as a hobby, or you may even be doing it for charity, it's still really important to track what your costs are. If you're buying the balloons, you're involved in a financial transaction, and you need to be know, how, know what your return on that investment is. So absolutely fantastic advice there. Now, I know, and I'm going to share with everyone. Now, I, I, I think, actually, as I'm saying this, nobody is going to say, oh, I didn't know that. You have just returned from a convention. You've just been to the World Balloon Convention, WBC 16. And uh, the final question that we've got through from Amanda was about conventions. She's saying, what are the things you absolutely have to have at a balloon convention? What are you looking for? I've been to a few conventions uh, like the WBC and a few conventions in Israel. I hope to go to as many conventions as I can in the future, like Twist and Shout and Bling Bling Jam and uh, any other balloon convention that I will be able to come. And I highly recommend it. Here's a couple things that you need with you. The most important thing is you need a friendly attitude. Uh, more than anything physical, more than your pump. You need to have a friendly attitude yeah. because the, the people you'll, you'll meet there in the convention are your convention buddies for life. They will be your, your buddies for life. You will meet them later in future conventions, but also on Facebook and also on Skype. So uh, really try to be uh, friendly and open and share. And the second thing you need is some ethics and some ethics rules that not, not everyone are uh, familiar with because sometimes it's not written anywhere. Uh, and here are a few ethic rules that I highly recommend. Those kind of ethic rules will uh, help you maintain your friendly attitude. So the, next, the first thing is never take a sculpture that the instructor just made in class and take it away. Now, like maybe the, the temptation is sometimes huge to just take the sculpture away, take it home and show to your kids. But no, you can't do that because people want to take pictures and people want to study the sculpture. And maybe even people are going to donate the sculpture, like the, the instructor or the organizer of the convention might donate the sculpture to, to a hospital or something. So really, don't take the sculpture. If the instructor made a sculpture, leave it as a material of the lesson. It might uh, some, so, sound for some people uh, obvious, but uh, 
you would uh, be surprised how often it is that uh, people are not familiar with this uh, ethic rule. Um, the, the other thing is that if the convention you're attending has a jam session, then try not to take balloons home from the jam session as well. Again, it's just a matter of being friendly with the other participants and the other delegates of the convention. If you're taking balloons from the jam room, you're basically taking balloons from your friends that are jamming. So uh, try not to do that. And also, when you're posting pictures on Facebook or on your social media, uh, be, be friendly and give credit to the convention and also to the instructor. Uh, you know, uh, it, it makes sense that you're learning stuff and you're, um, and you're using the stuff later in your portfolio. That makes sense. You paid for the convention. But while you're in the convention, and I think it's just a matter of uh, being courteous to the organizer and to the instructor and give credit when you're posting stuff. And the last thing is just bring your own pump and balloon cutter and then you're fine. I love it. I love it. The, the, the big takeaway from that for me is, is to network, make friends. And, and you know, there's often, Steve, that when you're going to a convention, you're spending a lot of money and the value in spending that money is in what you're going to get from the lectures. Sure it is. Of course it is. That's great. But you can get so much value just from networking with fellow uh, balloon artists, talking about what they're doing, getting ideas of how they run their business. And of course, like you say, making those lifelong friendships. It's a small pool, balloon artists. It is a very small pool and you're likely to buy into the same people again and again and again and that's why those ethics are so vitally important you've got to be nice to people you've got to be nice <laughs> play nicely and you know you've done an absolute great job Zivi uh, in, in bringing the Balloon Artist podcast to air I, I recall us talking about this it's got to be six eight months ago when the seeds were being planted and we were discussing this uh, bringing it to air and you brought this now February 2016 you brought your first season to air and I know I was celebrating we definitely shared it with our community and, and that hopefully that has been really well received it feels like it has been well received it feels like it did well, i definitely enjoy the attention and i try to give back as much as possible the people are uh, are commenting on facebook people are sharing people are actually contacting me and thanking me for all that i do for the balloon artist podcast nation so i really think uh, it is well received you know i want to share something uh, with your audience that maybe some of them don't know and if you don't know this you're going to actually find value in the chapters that you've already listened to. After the ending music, the outro, if you go and have a listen and you sit through that ending outro music, there is a bonus tip section at the end there where you can get some really good actionable content. Yeah. So when you're listening, and that's what I love about it, you've, we call them Easter eggs. That's what they're called. It's kind of hidden little gems, little bits of nuggets of information that you've got in there. So I think that that is absolutely fantastic. So today, make sure you listen after the outro music and maybe it'll be your first one or maybe you're going, yeah, I know. <laughs> and of course now, you're here. We're talking about you. We're now at uh, chapter 12 of season one. This is the final chapter. And it's about maybe shining a light on who Zivi Kivi is and, and what makes you tick and what brought uh, this podcast to market. So can we kind of start off of how you became a full-timer? 
So this is a topic that I think is, is interesting for, for a lot of balloon artists. I, I know a lot of really talented balloon artists that are struggling with this point of how to become a full-timer. And for me, it was actually a very gradual move because I was doing my entertainment bit of uh, doing par- birthday parties for uh, about eight years before I got the courage of leaving my day job. And I had a really good, high-paying high day job. I was working as a project manager. I was the senior project manager on a company of 50 people on a high-tech company. I was earning a very good living. I was actually managing by myself projects with uh, Japan and Korea and uh, China and the US and projects that were like making revenue of like seven million dollars a year. It was really crazy. And I was actually enjoying every second of it. I have this DNA issue where I enjoy anything I do. But I was obsessed about my show. I was really working hard in parallel to make it better, to improve my service, to improve uh, my fees, to to raise them eventually uh, up and up, and uh, also to improve my skills as a balloon artist. Eventually, uh, what, uh, what helped me decide to quit my job was the two things happened. One of them was WBC 14. I attended WBC 14 and I did my CBAs, practical exams, so I became a certified balloon artist. And when I came back to Israel, I got a promotion. I got promoted to be uh, like the director of project management in the company, which means like I'm I'm now a part of senior management in the company. And I just sat and thought about where I want to go. And a business plan came into my head, came into my brain, and I started to, to write it down. And the business plan was of me making a living uh, without my day job and I felt like I needed the challenge. I felt like I need to be courageous with this. I need to make it by myself without you know, the boss that uh, earns the credit and, and all of that. And I decided to quit to try my best in becoming a full-timer and mind you, I had two kids and a baby back then. Uh, now my baby is like two and a half years old. It was a scary move. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, imagine. It, it feels for me like as you're saying this, that your head was saying, I've got an established career. I need to stay here. I need to provide for my family. I need to do all the things that were kind of taught and told is how we interact with the world. But your heart was saying, no, I want the freedom of, of following my, my art. Wow. What a courageous move to kind of take that step, I guess. Yes, it isn't easy, and I actually noticed a lot of people are appreciative of the move that I've made, and are inspired by it, and I actually find some encouragement from seeing how it is uh, helpful to people to learn that you can choose, you can choose to do what you love, you can choose to challenge yourself, and uh, that's something that I, I strongly recommend. But you don't need to do it right away. You don't need to do it now. You need to think about it. You need to have a plan. Even, even though the plan that I had uh, has been adjusted since then multiple times, but you need to have a good, solid plan, and you need to, have, you need to master 
the field, the skills that you need. But if you're feeling ready, then that's something that you can do. You can become a full-timer. I agree. Dive in. If you're listening to this and you're kind of on that teetering on that point of should I do this, do it. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Really, because follow your heart. There's a, there's a great saying that says, you know, if you do what you really love, you will never have to work another day in your life because you're just doing what you love. And I see it in your face. You know, I, I have the benefits, I guess, o- over the listeners listening to, to this today is that I can see you. I can see you have a Skype and the little man's eyes are lighting up and the smile on his face is big because he's doing what he, what he loves. But the, the big message there is you said you had a business plan and that's so important, you know. Get a business plan together. Think about the business side of it. Do your numbers and, of course, then follow your heart. And, you know, I know you're busy. You, you are a busy man. Zivi Kivi is a, is a children's party entertainer. You're out there bringing smiles to children across Israel. I know that you do balloon decor. Uh, I know that you have an app that you've brought to market and you work on the development of that. You have so much going on. You got, uh, it, it almost feels like you're working harder than you did when you were a project manager. But yet you decided to put together the Balloon Artist podcast. Well, why? You know, my business grew so much from listening to other podcasts and from finding out that you can leverage your time better by uh, improving your skills and your knowledge and getting ideas that uh, I felt like I need to give back uh, to the community and that uh, I'm learning so much over social media and such that I want to give back to the balloon artist nation. Uh, even before there was a podcast, we are still a nation. And, you know, uh, giving back is uh, something that I always try to do, but the way that I wanted to do it was to be unique because there's so many like uh, YouTube channels, the market is saturated there. There are so many, I don't know, PDF creations and so so on. I wanted my voice to be heard. And the podcast uh, is a very special tool because you, you really hear the, the voice inside your head. And that's something that was uh, very appealing for me. So I, I always try to be unique and I always try to to think about what kind of content would help me, what kind of uh, information and tips would help me and I would appreciate them and to share those. Uh, you know what, I don't have a TV set connection, like a live TV set connection for I think uh, 16 years now. I just, I don't watch TV, I only select my content. So I watch YouTube, I watch DVDs and such, and I love the cinema, but I don't watch TV like 30 minutes a day or something like that, I just don't do it. And what I've learned in those 16 years is that you can get a lot much done <laughs> if, you, if you choose yeah. what content you consume and if you choose what content you create. And you can't really create content and share with the world if you are wasting all of your energy on consuming content. So that's just something that I'm built this way. I want to hear good advices, identify them, and take action. Always take action. So building a podcast is just the natural move for me to take action, to listen, to be inspired, and then to say, to ask myself, can I do this? Can I? And I have to admit that I take my hat off to you, Ken, because you have multiple podcasts, and I know how hard it is to have a podcast. I know. 
it's a lot of work and not easy work. Like you're being challenged uh, with all kinds of different skills, technical skills and human interaction skills and so on. I suddenly, while starting to do the podcast, I realized how my uh, history as uh, an interrogator in the army is uh, bringing value for me. So in the army, like everyone in Israel are doing uh, some, some a few years of uh, army service, it's mandatory. And I, my job in the army was to investigate people for, their, for crimes, basically, for, for crimes that may, they may have uh, done or not. So as an investigator, I had to ask that one extra question that uh, usually you're embarrassed to ask. So when I am interviewing people, I always try to ask that one extra question that will bring value to the listener. And I feel like this is something that is helping me. Uh, and uh, eventually, I just believe in over-delivering. And I think that the podcast is a great way to do so because it's like a hub, it's a platform. You know, there's a saying that was said by... Um, by a marketing guru that was uh, marketing the the BMW Beetle car back then, and I don't remember his name, but he said that you everyone has an obligation to do what you are capable of doing, if you if you if it contributes to the values you believe in, then you have the obligation to do it. So if you can do something, and you know that you have the skills, you know that you that you have the knowledge, and you're here in this world for a reason, and that is to maximize your skills and maximize your, uh, your knowledge. And as long as it uh, contributes to the values you believe in, then you're just obliged to do it. So in a way, I feel like I was obliged to do this podcast. There's such value just in what you've shared there. And I've learned something new about you, Zivi. That, that the, you were an interrogator uh, in the army. I didn't know that, and I've spent uh, many, many hours with you. <laughs> and, and, you know, yeah. one of the big takeaways from there is that um, the media that we can sometimes consume, the, the junk television, it's a, it's, a, it's a time thief. It steals your time. And, and it's strange. You end up saying, oh, I don't have time to get around to all of these things. How much time do you spend sat, motionless, almost hypnotized, watching pixels dance around on a screen that brings absolutely nothing to your life. The fact that you have spent 16 years avoiding that and channeling that energy into your passions and what you love, I just take my hat off to you. I really do. I think that is absolutely exceptional. And the big takeaway as well was uh, there's a word called reciprocity. And it's a law of business. Reciprocity basically says that givers get. The more you give out, the more will come back to you. And, and I, I think that has been apparent already uh, just with uh, season one of, of the podcast is that people are contacting you and that you're learning from this process as well. You went into this to give and you're learning so much. And I guess that leads me on. And I'm sure that uh, your listeners are wondering as well, well what can we expect to see in uh, season two? Come on, pull back the curtains. So it was actually a dilemma of where to proceed with season two. I have consulted with uh, some people on the Balloon Artist uh, Facebook group, and it was a good experience. And also people contacted me, and I got like more people asking for entertaining tips than any other topic. Now, I have a lot of topics to, that I want to cover with the show, with the Balloon Artist Podcast show. But I have decided that the next season 
will be focused on entertaining with balloons. Now this includes uh, balloon shows, which is like the holy grail for a lot of balloon twisters out there, but also for balloon decorators. So going into uh, twisting gigs, going into the entertainment part of the balloon business is something that actually I've been contacted by a CBA, uh, a decorator that has a retail shop and she wants to go into the entertainment world and we need to help her. We need to help her, we'll do it together. And so the next season is about entertaining with balloons. I know I'm looking forward to that. And, and uh, make sure that you've subscribed. Make sure that you have subscribed to the Balloon Artist Podcast so that as uh, season two comes out, you get it automatically downloaded to your device. You don't want to be missing this. You don't want to be waiting around. And I guess it leads naturally onto the question of why you decided to split this into different seasons. So actually, the idea for the seasons is not something uh, that I came up with uh, by myself. I always, I really love giving credit. So I want to give credit to you, Ken, because... uh, I'm blushing, I'm blushing. So, you know, the Kids Entertainment Hub is also split into seasons. Uh, just Season 2 just came out a few weeks ago, and it's really good. And I've sat with myself, and I uh, thought about how the season model makes a lot of sense uh, after hearing the idea from you. And I have to point out that I didn't hear this idea from you just uh, on a random podcast episode or something like that. I was... Uh, I was in a mastermind group with you. We're doing this for several months now. I can't remember how many, but uh, I think, uh, I don't know, we're almost a year now. I think the mastermind group, in, in case someone is not familiar with it, it's basically an accountability process. It's an accountability exercise where you meet every two weeks or every one week or every four weeks with someone that you appreciate. Maybe it's a co, maybe it's like a colleague in your territory, out of your territory. It can even be a colleague from another country that is really not in a competition with you. Uh, it can be uh, one colleague or two colleagues. So I personally have two mastermind groups. One is with UKEN and another one is with two colleagues from Israel that are doing something a little bit different than what I do. So they are in the entertainment niche, but they are doing some things that are different. And being in a mastermind group uh, helps you to talk about what is happening in your business right now, to commit to doing some actions, and also to get some good advices. So when you mentioned the idea of making splitting podcasts into seasons, it just made so much sense because podcasts need to be actionable and useful. And by choosing a season topic, it just forces me as the host to work harder for you, the listeners, and to make sure that the content makes sense. Does this make sense to you, Ken? 100%. And, and you know, mastermind groups are nothing new. They're, they've been around since the 1950s. And at the word that really resonated, uh, Zivi, was when you said accountability. And that's what it's about. You know, it's not a mastermind group is not getting together to have a chat about a subject that you enjoy. It's about making yourself accountable, saying this is what I will have done by the next time we meet. And it, it gives you that external expectation that you've got to produce, you've got to do it, and it moves you forward. So it really helps you in your business. And, and uh, I certainly have uh, grown as well with being in the mastermind group with you, Zivi Kivi. So I'm very grateful for that. And in the mastermind group, I've got to know you a bit. Okay, I didn't know about the interrogator bits. I've got to be honest. But I've got to know you a bit. 
bit. And and in getting to know you, I've n- known you as a person who plans. When you were talking about leaving your project management job, you, the, the word you put in there was business plan. So you've got to have plans for other topics that you've kind of got revolving around in your head. Would you would you kind of be kind enough to share us? Where, where are we going with a plan of the topics that we might one day be uh, fortunate enough to hear on the Balloon Artist podcast. I look at the balloon art as a whole, and I want to help balloon artists from all kinds of niches. So I definitely see a good opportunity in helping people with decor. And the season about decor would be useful not just for decorators, but for all of us, because using balloon art is something that is very suitable for decor. That's definitely high on my list. But I also want to include as many special shows, for example, a special from a specific convention, like the special with uh, Ted and Betty Lamis from WBC. And I have ideas about maybe doing a season just with uh, artists from Japan or just with artists mm. from Russia or from South America or from the UK or even from Israel. And like, I think that the balloon art is blooming right now, but some countries are just rocking it. Like, take a look at Japan, how many trophies they won on the convention, on the, on the WBC convention. They are, they are really awesome and we have something that we can learn from them. And uh, I think that maybe a season about marketing or maybe even a season about retail work. I, you know, I don't have a shop, I don't have a retail business, but I think that learning from retailers is smart because they are the best local business out there. So I think that those are topics that could cover, wow, so many seasons. I like it. And, and it just shows that you're thinking, you're thinking out of the uh, bag of balloons, as they say. You're thinking really wide there and bringing that uh, eclectic mix of all the different avenues. Because I guess we can, you can be very um, I can single-minded into thinking, I'm a balloon twister and that's all I can do. And what you're doing is showing that there's a whole world of opportunities out there if you just open your mind. And it's interesting. I'm just going back to what you said earlier, Zivi. You were speaking about a big change for you, almost like a, a, pivotable, a pivotal moment was uh, when you got your CBA. Uh, and I, I, that's obviously certified balloon artist. I'm sure many of you listening to this will already know that. And why should a master twister decide to go through that CBA? Is it, is it really worth it? So, you know, I think that yes, uh, because uh, really, if you're looking uh, responsibly about your business, then you need to plan your natural, natural growth. And if you are doing twisting, you are in the event business. So if you're in the event business, one of the things that is natural to offer is decor, is to decorate and to do some upsells on your services. So that is something that is easier to do as a CBA because you just have better knowledge about different decoration opportunities. So that's the first reason, to allow yourself to, to have a natural growth of your business and to provide upsells. The next benefit of doing the CBA is to improve your accuracy. Uh, accuracy is something that is actually been discussed on chapter 9 with Ori Livni and on chapter 1 with uh, Sue Baller. It's important. We sometimes, as twisters, we know how to push our finger into a balloon, connect the knot into a random location, uh, take the finger out and tie it all up together and create, I don't know, a, a, a hippo. But uh, we need to make sure that the legs are not too big. <laughs> so, so doing the CPAs 
uh, helps us to improve our accuracy. Yeah. And for me personally, because I'm so interested in the business side as well, I get discounts when I buy my balloon stock when I am a CBA. So this is how it works here in Israel. I don't know. I hope it works this way uh, in other locations. But if you are getting a discount on your balloons, then that by itself can be worthwhile. And the last bit is something that is an idea that I'm very driven by. Look at the other balloon artists. If if you see that there are so many cool balloon artists out there that, are, that have decided to be CBAs, I think there is a reason for that. And that's for me uh, something that I am willing to admit that when I decided to become CBA, it's because I witnessed in Israel uh, balloon artists like Corey Livni and Asi Cohen and Karen Friedman, all kinds of balloon artists that are CBAs and that I admire their work. And I think that it's a sign that maybe you should do it too. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. You know, it, it's continual professional development. It, it's just, I mean, if you, if you wanted to, when you became a project manager, I'm sure you had to do some kind of learning or study or training to do that. And, and the same is true. I mean, if you're in a balloon business, go and do a CBA. And the cool thing is you can put it after your name. You can put it, Zivi Kivi, CBA, you can put it after your name because it's yours. You earned it. And I think that it adds credibility when you're ch- chatting to clients as well. I really do. It kind of shows them that you know what you're doing and that you are a professional in your field. There's something really interesting from what you were saying. And I think if anybody had to go and take this whole podcast interview and, and kind of count the words and count how many times you hear the word balloon, you're going to hear it many times because it's the Balloon Artist Podcast, but count how many times you hear the word business and you're going to hear it many, many times because you keep on using it because it is that. It is the business of being a balloon artist. And, you know, I know you, Zivi, and I know you to be a very business savvy guy. So what's, what's that all about? You know, any business is about fixing a problem and about providing a solution. And I see myself as the guy that can find a solution. That's the whole uh, idea of creating the balloon stock app is that I wanted to have this app for myself, but I also wanted to prove that I can find solution to people. And I think uh, with metaphors, because uh, here's another thing that not that many people know. I am a graduate of, uh, of uh, literature, uh, like uh, I did my BA on uh, learning uh, literature. So that's something that I'm very, I love books and I love writing. And I see it, uh, the metaphor of the restaurant. It's a very special restaurant, the one that I am operating. It's basically a restaurant with a free meal. You can come in anytime you like to the Balloon Artist Podcast restaurant or to Zivi Kiwi's uh, restaurant, and you can eat for free. And I will make sure that I over-deliver on the dishes. I will make sure that the dishes are good for you, that you can eat well and that you can feel good to come back again. And uh, here's the thing about my restaurant. There are desserts, and they cost You need to pay if you want a dessert. There are all kinds of price ranges for the dessert. You can buy the seven bucks balloon stock dessert. You can buy the e-book dessert. You can even buy a full course dessert that we can talk about later. And I promise you one thing. The desserts are also awesome. And after you eat the dessert, I will come by and I will drink coffee with you. And if you're not into coffee, you're into tea. I'll drink tea with you. Because I want you to know that in this restaurant, you eat for free. The desserts can cost money, but they are so worthwhile. 
I love it. So I, I'm, I'm more sitting in your restaurant at the moment in my head, actually seeing this all happen. And, and you can see that playing out, you know, with the podcast, with you delivering us a free meal. And, and it's, it's good, hearty value that people are getting out of that. Uh, and I know that you, you're planning a webinar that's coming up. And if you're listening to this in real time, when you should, as they come out, because that's where the best value is, uh, it's, just, it's just around the corner. You've got a webinar, a webinar planned. What, what is that? And can you tell us a little bit of more about what we can expect from that? As always, and as you mentioned before, I believe in value first, and I want in the webinar to give actual useful value. So I'm going to expose a bit of my CBS, uh, which is new. My CBS system is the champion building system. It's a concept of how to build champions from your, uh, from your customers, and the champions are the ones, the, the people that are uh, doing the marketing for you. So I have a CBS book, it's an ebook that you can purchase, and it includes my system that I was actually exposing totally uh, in a way that you can learn the system even without buying the book. And you can listen to that on the Magician Business Podcast on chapter on episode 55. But uh, in the book, I didn't expose uh, one major uh, topic that I use, and I've decided to expose it in the webinar and to add it to the CBS book. So. In the webinar, I will expose the following. I will expose how I have a system of reminding people about their gig so that they basically they remind their, uh, the, the invitees, the people that are invited to the, to the gig. I help the, my customer to remind to other people. And I'm trying to help them to achieve a situation where at least 80% of the people that are invited to the event will actually come. And I do it in a very sneaky way, in a very uh, um, champion building way, which is that I create a save the date for them with a really cool graphics and I create a movie clip for them as an invitation video which includes not only pictures of the birthday kid, but also details about the event and details about me. And basically, I also include two more steps on the four steps system of uh, reminders and all of the details about which tools to use in order to create the save the date and in order to create the uh, video clip and uh, the, the, the psychology of it, everything will be shared on the webinar. And of course, I would like to share with people about what I'm launching, which is basically a course. You know, I can't recommend highly enough that people listening to this take some action and attend that webinar. Your champion building system, I, I've had an insight into that because you were a guest on Magician Business and it is really, really actionable. It is unique stuff. It's stuff that you can actually use and it's going to make a difference in your business. So, so definitely worth joining. And you know when you were speaking about your restaurant and you were speaking about those desserts and you said that you, you can maybe get the balloon stock app and you can maybe get the ebook, and then you hinted at this course and you've just mentioned it again. Again now, so you, you're planning a course. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about more about this course? When is it going to be launching? Who's this course for? What might we get out of that? So this is something that has been boiling inside of me for for the last two years, because the way that I walk, the way that I think, is always to create systems. So anything I did as a full-timer in order to provide to my family, I document all of the things that work, and I create systems in order to work well. 
And I find out that running a business, a modern business, you just need to know some stuff that are not easy to learn. You need to know how to automate uh, processes and you need to know how to market yourself and uh, you need to run a business uh, responsibly. So the course that I've built and that I'm launching is a course for any balloon artist that has a business and that wants to be better at it. So it's, it's good for decorators, it's good for retailers, it's good for twisters, it's good for entertainers, it's good for part-timers as well as full-timers because it will help you improve your business. And I'm covering in this course a lot of uh, topics that are related to having a modern business, having an automated business, and those things will help you to save time, those things will help you to earn more money with your business, to grow it, and basically anyone that wants to level up his game on the business side of things and to make his business foundation more stable and more modern and more, more dynamic, that's, where, that's the kind of uh, people that should consider the, the course. Put my name down, and I mean that because I, I know that you only deliver. You don't just deliver. You, you always deliver beyond what people's expectations are. Uh, I know that you are an incredibly good businessman, and it, this is not just something. You're not just out there telling people what they should do. This is you. You've been there. You've walked the walk, not just talking the talk, and and that is going to be immense value. So I very much look forward uh, to that coming out. And, and I guess we're kind of coming to the end of our time, and it, it's been an utter privilege for me to shine the spotlight on the man that is Zivi Kivi, who brought to this very podcast that I get the privilege to kind of interview you on. It just kind of feels all weird. Um, but I guess we've got a whole pile of listeners out there that are listening to this. Is there a way that they can better support the Balloon Artist Podcast? And the reason I ask this is because a little earlier I said, you know, you want to make sure that you subscribe so that when uh, season two comes out, you get that directly. And a lot of people might be thinking, oh, I don't know how to do that. How can we better support the Balloon Artist Podcast? So actually, this is something that is very important because not everyone are familiar with the tools and the way that you can consume content in a better way that will help your business. So the first thing I want to ask is that people will know that listening to podcasts is a lot easier when you're using an app. And an app may, in your iPhone might be the podcast app, or in, um, in uh, Android you might use the Stitcher app, and both of those apps have uh, the ability to search for a podcast. So you, you just search for Balloon Artist Podcast. And then you can subscribe with just a press of a button, which then helps you on the next time that you're driving to a gig or something like that, you can open up the app and watch for the new chapter that came out because the chapters are coming out every week except for between seasons. So the first thing that you can help is just to listen on a more frequent, frequent uh, manner because uh, a lot of times a new chapter comes out and it has a competition inside or a time-sensitive bit into it that you should check up. So uh, that's something that uh, you will enjoy better the show if you will listen to it um, live. So that's my first, uh, my first request. And uh, the next one is, uh, is about making posts on Facebook about new chapters. Look, people, we are a nation. We need to help each other. We need to stop thinking about ourselves 
as competitors and continue um, maturing as a nation and continue to help each other. And if you post a post about this new chapter that came out of the Balloon Artist podcast, it just helps us grow and helps us, you know, know each other and learn better about what we like. So please, whenever you have a, a feeling that, wow, I just listened to the podcast and got a good idea, just go and post about it on Facebook. And, you know, you can always uh, visit the Facebook group, the closed Facebook group that I have, which is Balloon Artist. Uh, in this group, I share behind the scene of things that are happening uh, in the podcast. I share some secret stories. I, say, I share some additional ideas and inspiration. So uh, we already, today, we are on the 400 mark of 400 balloon artists that decided to join the group. And I'm so thankful for every single one of you. And I hope to interact with you and to communicate with you and to help everyone. And I think that people are on the Facebook group, they want the same thing. You can always come to the website, the Balloon Artist Podcast website, and put some comments on one of the show notes in the website. And this is helpful because it helps me to learn what is interesting for you and how to improve the show. It's also helpful for the balloon artist friends that are later coming to the same website and this helps them to learn better. And so when you're commenting on the website, you're really being friendly. And there's always a, a content upgrade, which is like a bonus that you can download on the website on the specific uh, podcast page. And I see people get it. Some people get it right away and they go and download a few of those and there are really good content there like PDFs and uh, helpful guides. But in case you're not familiar with it, just go over to the balloonupspodcast.com website, go to one of the podcast chapters and see a big blue button. That's an, a content upgrade. That's how we call it. And you can download some stuff there, which is really cool and related to the chapter. And lastly, if I may, I do want to ask you to consider buying the Balloon Stock app. I am planning to double its price again from $6 to 12 and then again later. Every time I, I'm adding new features to the Balloon Stock app. And the reason for that is you know, I need to fund this activity. It's a price activity to develop an app. But also, I want, I want to give you an example of when, when, you're, when you have better features of your service, of your app, when you, have, when you give better benefits, then your prices should be uh, higher. So that's something that I encourage you to consider to do and also to consider to just buy the balloon stock app now and lock your price. And finally... I want to ask you to register to the webinar. You will get an email for that. You will see it on the Facebook group. There will be a link. And just register to the webinar on the email you will get. If you register to the webinar, you will get more good free content and uh, you will learn more about uh, what is this champion bidding system, the new chapter in the ebook, and uh, you could implement that immediately. So you, I promise you will get uh, a lot of good content on the webinar, and later you could uh, decide if my course is for you, and so on. I, I really like that by supporting the Balloon Artist podcast, you actually get great value from that as well. Kind of joining the Facebook group, you're going to get to uh, meet with and, and hang out with fellow balloon artists. And you're just going to go from that by having 
the comments on the website, you get to have your say. You know, your opinion matters. And I know that Zivi is really interested. We started this podcast with some questions that came in from you, from, from you. You know, it's Zivi is driven by what it is that you say. Um, I, I really love that we can help ourselves as we help you. Uh, and definitely that webinar is one to uh, be signing up for. Amazing stuff you're going to get out of that. And I guess I've come to the end of my time here today, which I'm saddened because I could stay here and speak to you all day, but I cannot leave without just speaking about your uh, balloon stock app. So uh, what are the plans for that? Because I know that um, you kind of, if you buy in now, you, you, your price is locked in. Is that correct? That's it, that you, you're not going to pay more than that. But the price is going up because you, you did mention that you're going to be adding some new features. So what are, what are the plans for this next version? I'm getting uh, a lot of feedback, uh, positive feedbacks from people that are using the app, but uh, also uh, some feedbacks about requested features. And that was the entire exercise of taking the Balloonstock app and putting it out as an MVP, a minimal viable product, and then to listen to, to you guys and to learn what you need and then to improve it. So already the Balloonstock app in the current uh, shape, it's very stable. It has the barcode scanner, it has multiple lists, it gives a very good user experience by itself. But uh, on the next version, I plan to add more items into the database, which means basically to have uh, uh, printed balloons inside and maybe even uh, foil balloons. This is a little bit uh, more tricky, but I'm working on it. And in the future, I would like to improve the user experience again by having uh, the ability to select multiple items on your list. So basically, uh, when you're looking at the colors, you can select, okay, I want red and blue and green, and just press one button and add all three colors in one click. That's actually an idea from uh, David Brennan, which is uh, awesome that he's supporting the, the balloon stock app and uh, helping to improve it. And uh, yeah, so apart from the improved user experience, I think that maybe also improve the graphics a bit and maybe show different icons for different balloons. And those are my plans for the upcoming versions. It's a no-brainer. Just hearing you say it, it's a no-brainer for any balloon artist. You've got to have this app. If you're using balloons, you need the balloon stock app. It just makes total sense. You know, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for inviting me, thinking of me, uh, to, to host, I guess, this interview, Chapter 12, the last one of Season 1 of the Balloon Artist Podcast. It has been a privilege. Thank you so much, Ken. It was so much fun. Wow. Gosh, I just have to say, guys, what an awesome interview. Ken Kelly was so good. It was so fun to be interviewed by him and to share with you guys my story about how I, I became a full-timer. And I feel like there's a lot that can be learned from the interview if I may say so, uh, a lot of ideas of what you can do and hopefully some inspiration for you guys that want to become full-timer or that want to improve their business in any way, then I hope you can take a, a thing or two from the interview with me. In the meantime, here's a few short announcements. As you know, this is the last chapter of season one. Season two is going to be all about entertainment with balloons, how you can use balloons in order to create entertainment. And I already have uh, most of the slots available on season two uh, taken. Like I have the content and uh, I've already 
started to do the interviews. If you know of someone that you want uh, the, that I will interview for the topic of entertainment, then please send me an email or shoot me a private message over Facebook and stay tuned. I will send you an email and make a post on the Facebook group about the webinar. And in the webinar, I'm going to share with you a new way that I use that uh, is very useful for your marketing, no matter what kind of service you give. Uh, if you're working with human beings that are celebrating their happiness in this event or that, in a birthday, in a wedding, whatever the event is, this system that I will expose on the webinar will be very, very unique and interesting and easy to implement. And it's actually a new chapter of my book, The Champion Building System. And in The Champion Building System, the CBS book, I expose my way of creating a personalized video clip for the summary of an event. And in the upcoming webinar, I will give you all the details about another thing that I do for creating champions for myself. And that is a full system that is very easy to implement uh, about how to help people invite their guests into the event. So with that said, stay tuned for the date of the webinar. It will be a free webinar. At the end of the webinar, I will share with you the details about my course. I will share with you the details about when season two is expected. And I really am looking forward to meet with you there. Unlike some webinars on the internet for balloon artists, this webinar is free and you will get information on it that is super cool. So please join the webinar. I would love to share with you with my systems and with my techniques that I've tested them for years and know that they work. So I will see you there on the webinar. Thank you guys for joining this journey with me. It was really fun driving together, jogging together, listening to the Balloon Artist podcast together. So thank you again. I'm Zivi Kivi. See you guys on season two. See you guys on the webinar. Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. This is the tip section of Season 1, Chapter 12, the last chapter of the season. Yes, we have a tip section today as well. Even though the season is almost over, basically done, this is the Chapter 12, but I want to give you a tip. And this is a tip that I was kind of thinking to myself, should I give this tip or not? Uh, what does it say about me and so on? But I just want to share. I just want you to, to, to get this tip from me. So, so here it goes. I first need to tell you a short story. So I was having a gig on Friday and it was in the morning and I got up really early because I wanted to have enough time to get to the event. And I went to my car and I had a flat tire. And I'm not talking about those flat tires where you just need to put some more air in, into your tire. I'm talking about a flat tire where you can see all the air came out of the tire. It was gone. It was like a balloon that was popped. So I said, okay, I need to replace the tire with my spare. 
and that's what I did. I replaced the tire. Only after I finished to replace it, I found out that a flat tire spare had a flat tire. So I was with a flat tire after replacing to the spare. And I only have one spare. <sighs> that was very annoying. I decided to try my luck because the second flat tire was not as flat as the first one. And I drove like uh, very, very slowly. To the next town it's like a five minute drive and drove slowly 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 uh, and listened all the all, all along to 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 the wheel to the tires to check that I'm uh, making progress and not ruining my car on the way and I managed to get to the place and it was closed so I started to look over in Google and in all kind of search engines for shops and for flat tire shops and I found the number of the owner and I called him and he answered my phone and said we are not going to open today you should go to the next flat tire shop and then I went there found the place and like 20 minutes later I was out of the place with two new tires one as a spare and one instead of the of the, the original tire and I got to the event on time. So here's a few things you can learn from this. First, gosh, guys, go check your spare. Go make sure your tires are okay and that you have a good spare. This is something that I could have found out by myself beforehand. But I also think that there is a second lesson here. And the fact is that I eventually solved my problem by searching for a flat tire shop in Israel, in that city, on, on Google and on uh, other search engines. So the only reason why I was able to go to the other place and pay him money was because he did his marketing. He did his homework. He made sure he's there. Guys, you need to be there. You need to have a modern business. Come to the webinar, learn my CBS system, my champion building system for free, and learn about the course that I'm launching. Thank you so much for your time and for listening, and I will see you on the webinar.